Hello, Sourdough Podcast listeners. I'm so excited to share this special edition of the Sourdough Podcast, a sneak peek behind the curtain, a glimpse into the soul, the life force, the vibe of the podcast. That's right, I'm talking about the music of Mr. Weston Perry. As a special prelude to the next season of the podcast, I wanted to introduce the musician responsible for giving the Sourdough Podcast its soundtrack, as he prepares to release his first EP on September 18th. I think you'll really enjoy hearing how he imagined the sound of the podcast, his recent move to California, and his inspiration for writing his music. But before we get into this special music episode, I wanted to give you a glimpse into season two. On this second season of the Sourdough Podcast, I'm looking forward to once again sitting down with the bakers, grain growers, millers, authors, and people from all across our sourdough community. I want to share the stories of the people behind the bakeries, cookbooks, and Instagram profiles that have captivated our imaginations and inspired us to start baking. As a special theme, later in this season, I'll be talking to cottage bakers. Cottage bakers occupy a unique place in our community. In some ways, they represent the bridge from home baker to professional. They've taken the next big step that many of us home bakers have pondered taking. So this season, I'd like to explore what it takes to make that leap by interviewing a handful of my favorite cottage bakers. My hope is that a few of you listening will hear yourself in their stories and be inspired to venture out on your own bread journey. So stay tuned in the coming weeks for those stories and of course others from all around our sourdough community. In the spirit of the same, like, I guess, creativity that you find in something like the sourdough community or just these, like, artisan, I don't know, like, artistic things, like, you just, you thrive off of that community, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing it without it, and yeah. you just, like, you know, all these worlds collide, and you're like, some of the stuff that I played originally from the indie rock stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of like this, like, beach rock vibe, and I was like, oh, yeah. maybe that would be cool for, like... Because we're still like West Coast, even though yeah. it's like sourdough, there's this homey vibe. I was like, maybe this like kind of also this like beach rock type indie thing would be cool. It just all came together really crazy like that. But we're yeah. With it. <laughs> well, and that's like the beauty of like our relationship here with the podcast music yep. is that I just kind of said, hey, I have a brother-in-law who's a musician. Yeah. I love his music. Bro, come like write me some music and just you know and I I literally you sent me something I liked it and I put it in the podcast and like it just be- yeah. it just became the sound of the podcast. This is the Sourdough Podcast, the show about the innovators, leaders, and creative minds in the sourdough community and the stories behind the bread. Be sure to stay tuned after this special episode to get a first listen of Weston Perry's debut single off of his EP, From the Attic, being released today, September 18th. I hope you enjoyed this interview, and I look forward to sharing more great conversations in the weeks to come on the second season of the Sourdough Podcast. Now, here's my interview with Weston Perry. My guest today is the music man himself, Weston Perry. Weston is the musician behind all the tunes here on the podcast, from that sweet intro jingle you just heard to the acoustic melodies you hear throughout the interview. 
and of course the full-length tracks at the end of most of season one's episodes. Weston is my brother-in-law, my bro-law, and just this summer moved with my sister and two beautiful nieces out west from Tennessee, where he was born and raised. Weston is getting ready to release an EP, his musical debut, out into the world, and I thought, what better way to help out than to share it with my audience? So all eight of you who are out there, you're in for a real (laughs) treat. (laughs) Um... But no, I'm excited to sit down uh, with you, my brother, and uh, this podcast wouldn't be the same without you, Weston, so welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. Weston, can you just tell our audience a little about yourself, Um, give us a little snapshot of who you are and uh, what your music is all about? As soon as you asked me that, I was thinking about... (laughs) Do you know what I'm thinking about? No. (laughs) We... One of the first things we did when you lived in San Diego was we saw like a screening of um, Zoolander okay. at Stone Brewing Company, and you just looked at me before he says the line. You're just like, "Who am I?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I thought. I was, so now I have to tell you. Well, I thought you were going to say your, your mind just blanked. Um, but <laughs> no. no, you're talking about you're thinking about Zoolander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well. Who is Weston Perry? Who am I? Mike, I'm just a normal guy. From East Tennessee, from the Smokies, from the great city, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, You know, got really lucky, met your sister, just, you know, changed the game. Um, We lived in Memphis for the last six years. I went to grad school there for counseling and... We've, you know, we've been talking about moving out west for like ever since Mm -hmm. day one. And now we're here, you know, all music's always been like a thing that's Mm -hmm. there. And, um, I don't know. I don't know how else to say who I am. Uh, (laughs) I'm really good at this. You can tell. (laughs) I know. So, I mean, growing up, would you say you were exposed to a lot of music? Did you grow up listening to certain yeah. types of music? Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, like I learned how to play the guitar from my granddad. He was like, always had a guitar. Every time we were at their house or he, any family outing, he always had a guitar. And um, so he was always playing like country and blues and uh, played a little bit of like bluegrass here and there. So, um, I don't know. So I would always like, I learned how to play from him and every, kind of everybody in my family were like singers. It was like something that like, you know, you grew up with too, like in church, mm-hmm. like you just like, you just kind of learn how to like sing along and learn parts and stuff. And then, so family outings, it was just always like, kind of like a thing, which I thought was really cool to like always have, you know, Papa mm-hmm. playing, uh, Papa Wolf was playing, Playing his guitar in the living room, singing along, being like way too loud. Nobody's really listening. He was just like white noise in the background. But which he, is which is so funny because now that you are that person in our yeah. family, you know, like <laughs> like just having you at our house at Christmas, like you have become that person where yeah. he's always playing the guitar in the background. There's kind of just like always that presence, which we've just all obviously grown to love and just like. Mm. Do you expect? Know? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I am a lot. Actually, a lot like him now that I think about it. He's like super goofy. Like, 
just mumbles things and is like goofy and like loves being around people and just like playing in the background. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, he's he's a good man. Uh, Wayne Wolf. Besides, so besides your grandfather and uh, church, growing Mm -hmm. up in church setting, um, any particular like bands or big influences there? I mean, I played with a few guys like in high school, like, you know, you could say it was like kind of a band or something, but, you know, and then like kind of same thing in college, but we didn't like, it was like cover band, you know, we were playing like, you know, whatever was cool that we wanted to play. Um, you know, that was like, kind of like, I don't know, maybe pop Rocky or like sort of an indie rock type of vibe. Um, that like whatever we liked, we'd like learn it and play it and stuff. And, um, it probably wasn't until like sometime in college. I did write some songs. They're really bad. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you know, just like heartthrob, like punk rock, like, uh, you know, did you go through an email phase? Oh, totally. (laughs) I mean, dashboard confessional, the whole thing. And, uh, but I think like I really started getting the you know songwriting it meant something when I was in college and it was like I kind of it was cool to like kind of reconnect with like the roots of like kind of country folk mm. stuff and that was like getting cool you know mm-hmm. <laughs> in like early mid two thousands and then now it's like you know evolved even more but it's like it's, you know I think it was cool to be like oh like you know this is you know I grew up like playing trying to play with my granddad and playing, you know, picking up a guitar and picking up a banjo or a mandolin and like trying to learn it and stuff. And now it's like getting cool again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So those, that, that I primarily like started playing like kind of folk stuff with a friend of mine in college and, um, and then started kind of like writing a little bit, trying to like do my own thing and like, I don't know, try to, try to take those songs out to like a pub or mm-hmm. a coffee shop or something like that. Any like bands you were listening to at the time you feel like have influenced your music today? I listen to like everything. So it's hard to hard to say. I was always like I was like a huge Weezer was always like yeah. huge when I was like high school. Um and I don't know. It's weird. It's so weird, like to think about what influence. Like I used to listen to Dave Matthews Band, uh-huh. like nonstop in high school. We've talked about that. Yeah, it was like super hard to play that stuff because he's yeah. like really jazzy and it like stretches your hand out super hard. So that was like, like you know, taught me how to play like better. Mm-hmm. It was like trying to play that stuff. And then I don't know. Like I always like kind of like. I don't know. My dad was like really, I think my dad has a great taste in music. So he was like big seventies, like Steve Miller band. Oh really? uh, I'm like blanking on all of like epic seventies bands, but like, but whatever, like that, that stuff sort of was good too, which was like, I don't know. My dad was like a drummer when he was in high school. (laughs) You can learn all kinds of stuff on this interview. He had like this ridiculous band name. I can't remember the soggy biscuits or something. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, but he was like totally like, you know, like Southern rock, like Leonard Skinner or something like that. Like, uh, That's in the seventies right. or yeah, when he was in high school 
And uh, so I was like, oh, dad's like, he was cool in his time too. And this is like, you got to like learn the roots of like whatever. So I would like, he kind of exposed me to some like really cool, um, I don't know, some of that stuff too. So I don't know, it's hard to like, I think I gravitated towards like a folk, folky, folk rock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or folk, like indie folk or something, singer, songwriter. I don't really know, but whatever it is, it's like a mishmash of, I don't know. I was like crazy about Dylan, Bob Dylan for like a while. Mm-hmm. I like watched all, like everything. He was just like magnetic. I don't know what, what, yeah. what it is about that guy, but as far as like somebody who can write a song. Yeah. Like, that was cool. Like you yeah. tell the story. I mean, I'm like not that. as I don't I'm as uh, educated musically as you are, or you know, have as much of a background. But I can start to see like all the pieces kind of fall together with like your rock <laughs> background and yeah. interests and and folk and and I feel like that's kind of like where you've landed now with this this mm-hmm. new EP coming out, um, Boom. which I'm Drop super it. excited about. When when is that uh, coming out? Uh, first, the first single. From the EP, so just one song, folks. You're not gonna get the whole thing right away. It's a little teaser. But the first single will be out in two weeks. It will two weeks from Wednesday, so September 18th. The first single drops, and then uh, in weeks coming after that, the uh, the other ones will find their way to the ether, to yeah. the, to the digital listening platforms. So I know from talking to you, a lot of this, or some of this EP, I mean, you wrote a lot of this, like, right before you guys left. You recorded it right before you left Memphis. Yeah. How much of, of that, like, leaving your your home state uh, where you are kind of born and raised, how much of that, like, do you think influenced this uh, album? Yeah, I don't, that's cool. Kind of crazy. I would think it influenced it a lot, but maybe yeah. it didn't, you know. I think it did. Like, I, I was always, like, kind of, like, a little trigger shy of, like, is that a word? Trigger shy? Tr- is trigger happy? Is trigger happy? Trigger shy? I mean, both of those mean things, but... Maybe I made something up to do. <laughs> Creativity. Sparking. It's part I... of the writing process. <laughs> well, it's like, I lo- you know, music's, like, so... such a thing... It's the thing here too. It's just different, but like, his like music history in America is like, I don't know, like playing like folky stuff in the like Appalachia, like Smokies and stuff like that is crazy. And then we lived in Nashville for like a couple of years, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody and their brother are like a session player at this studio or that place or whatever, and it's yeah. like so intimidating. And then Memphis has like so much yeah. history as well. Oh, yeah. So I was always like, kind of like, oh, like it's a lot to like get into music and like try to make a career out of it. And I think like, you feel like it was like oversaturated there and did that. Yeah. Was I was intimidating. Like, at it's all, very or? intimidating to me, especially like, I don't know. I just like, I don't know. I was, so I was a bit of a chicken and just didn't really <laughs> go for it. So I had regrets, have regrets about that sometimes, but before we left, like it was basically like daily. My wife was like, uh, she surprised me for my birthday and like got me some studio time, which was like, when I say she got me some studio time, she got me like an hour in the studio, uh-huh. <laughs> which is like 
impossible to record anything like in an hour, you know, or two or whatever it was. So I was like, well, um, I like, I might as well splurge a little bit and take this opportunity. And like, we, I don't know. I don't know. So, but it was basically like, uh, yeah, I got to record in the studio, like the old fashioned way, like everything, um, had, had like, you know, I'm probably getting ahead to like another question or something we'll talk about too. Cause the podcast like opened up this Avenue again, like you asking me to, you know, make music for the podcast, like kind of rejuvenated all of this, honestly. And so I was like dabbling with all this recording at home, but like I had some of those just like built into this idea of like, I wanted a band, like a full band sound uh-huh. and I had a couple friends who, you know, were willing to play with me. We basically just had like one day where we could do this. Cause like, you know, my birthday was like in the middle of May and we were going to move in June. Yeah. You know, and or July. And, um, and so it was like, so there was like basically like one day opening where the guy at the studio was like, yeah, we can do this day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna have to do as much as I can do in a day. <laughs> uh, with these guys, like hopefully get some guys together and play. And so it was like crazy and rushed and like, but so you were telling me that this, I mean, this studio is like the real deal. Like this is not just like some guy's basement. This is like, this is like, yeah. Professional status. Like this guy was the real deal. Tell tell us more about like what equipment you're using and like how, how That's legit crazy. this operation was for the CP. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, uh, so I, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, anybody can record in a, in a studio if you want. Like, um, you just got to pay the money. <laughs> but, you know, um, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, it's, it's not just that simple. But, like, Scott McEwen, super cool guy. Memphis Magnetic Recording. That's the name of the studio. And he had just like recently moved to Memphis. He was in Nashville for like like a long time recording there, and he just kind of like you know basically now like like we're recording now um, through GarageBand. Like you can, you can record anything with a laptop and a mic like mm-hmm. you want to, and you can like a lot of people do it, and it's great, and it's really that's what got me started with all the stuff. Like again, is like being able to just that's record what we're it doing right from now. home, yeah, and like just. Like I can do it on my own time. It's easy. Like, um, and it, and you can get it to sound really good if you, you know, take the time to learn how to work it. Um, but like in the old days, you know, tape, <laughs> literal tape, analog, like consoles, like, a, a tile, a room made specifically for like, mm-hmm. you know, a certain sound. And like, so you walk into the studio and it's, it's just like walking into like the sixties or something. Wow. Yeah. And it, and he like picked a space particular like in kind of like south 60s, downtown Memphis yeah sixties yeah. Memphis specifically yeah. Yeah. and he like he actually like walked into like a an elementary school I think wherever his maybe where his kids are going or something and like saw this tile and noticed like that tile was like kind of like what the tile like Sun Studios or like some of these like famous places it was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And he just had to like ask somebody, he was like, where'd you get that towel from? And so he just like, that's what he did was like, he like basically like rewound time and like every piece of like everything from like the actual recording wow. equipment to like instruments to like literal chairs that he found like sitting in from like 
little pawn shops or whatever. Like it's the real, it's the real deal. It's like walking back in time to like the fifties or sixties, except like everything works really yeah. well. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it was really cool. And I actually found out about that studio from a songwriters group that I was a part of in Memphis. Um, and they were like, I don't know, somebody, you know, who's like a producer there, um, was like, hey, there's an open house here. Let's go check it out. And, I went to that and lo and behold, like the next week was my birthday and Daly was like, oh, I got you time at the studio. That's awesome. And I was <laughs> like, it's the same studio? Like, no wow, way. Wow. And so it's a crazy thing, all these things coming together. But I think just kind of like in the spirit of the same, like, I guess, creativity that you find in something like the sourdough community or just these like artisan, I don't know, like artistic things. Like you just you thrive off of that community. You wouldn't, totally. you wouldn't be doing it without it. And yeah. you just like, you know, all these worlds collide and you're like, sweet. So I'm just like, I was lucky to get the opportunity. I was like, I got to do this before we leave. And so just to capture a little bit of that sound, yeah. that classic Memphis sound. tape. Yeah. yeah. Was, I'm glad, I, I'm glad we did it. Even if it was rushed and it wasn't like perfect, it didn't sound like really super. It doesn't, it's not going to sound like, something that's like <laughs> yeah it's not it's not so, awesome but it is awesome Maybe, yeah. can i say that <laughs> so it sounded it's fun it, was it fun. sounded like the perfect way to end your life or not end your life in memphis but like yeah. end that chapter of your life in memphis and like yeah you know great bookend and uh the timing yeah. of it all and like <clears throat> songs you were writing at the time mm-hmm. You know, one of the songs, California Wanderings. And I remember, yes. you know, talking to Sarah Owens, who was the last guest on my season one. Uh, she So we, California Wanderings had made an appearance in, in, at the end of one of my episodes last season. And she was telling me how she had heard it. And she is herself getting ready to move from the East to California. And yeah. she, she was telling me just how much, like, she was... Uh, taken aback when she heard the lyrics and she's just like this guy reading my mind or something and yeah so tell us a little bit more about like you know your writing process and maybe more specifically like how how did just this moment in your life leaving memphis leaving tennessee coming to california how did that kind of uh, affect your writing for this ep yeah i think you had a certain vibe from like what you're wanting to do with sourdough podcast and you'd heard like some of the more like or like folksy type of stuff that I had played and mm-hmm. yeah played around with and like I was like yeah like that would be perfect and so I just started doing some of like jingles or whatever just like instrumental stuff and some of those like morphed into the song that's California Wondering was like I just did I just played a little guitar part with like a little harmonica in it and I was like eventually that that turned into California Wondering and uh so that and that's like you know that's what was like the first the inspiration to like start recording was like just to like do stuff like that for the podcast and then you were like hey if you have any songs by the way <laughs> well i was like, kind of throw, I was i'll more throw of, them in there yeah I, was, I feel like i was more of a uh a task master master there like hey i got a podcast coming out in two weeks i need yeah. a song you better write something. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feel that way at all. Like that you were doing that. You were just like, if you have other songs, and I was like, 
I think I could crank out some songs. So you it did, was just, yeah. It I was, was so just, impressed. It was just like it was exactly what I needed to like do it. You know, it was like a timeline, a deadline, and like I was like, well, I kind of have some things together, but they're not really like all the way recorded, and it just gave me like, like, and that's like been so much of it is like just having like a deadline to do it, and then and it's like I'll stay up a wee hours, have a little drink. That's how I, I function as well. Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need a deadline. and Yeah. So that was that. And then I think like just, just to mix it up, I was like, I started really feeling it after I was playing some of that stuff. And I think I just get old. I think of like get tired of like playing the same stuff or the same instruments. So you mess with like the tempo of something or you, or you throw a little like percussion in there. I didn't have a drum drums set to play with, so I'm like using like a lot of noisemakers in these like recordings, like shakers and tambourines and stuff like that. And I and then I like was like, well, I'd like to have like maybe like a little slide guitar, an electric guitar in there or something. And I just started like gravitating towards this like some of the stuff that I played originally from the indie rock stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of like this like beach rock vibe and I was like oh yeah. maybe that would be cool for like cause we're still like west coast San- even though yeah. it's like sourdough there's this homey vibe I was like maybe this like kind of also this like beach rock type indie thing would be cool and that's kind of how that idea like morphed into like I was like well I'd really like some drums here and like a proper guy who plays bass and so my good buddy Jeff Pates and then this um, guy who he introduced me to Andy, Will Height, they, they're the ones that play with me on the EP that's coming out. And it just, I was like, we had like a couple of days to like practice. <laughs> like, so we rarely play together, but like, I just knew those guys were cool. And I was like, do you guys want to record with me at, at you know, this cool studio? And mm-hmm. we just did it in a day. It just all came together really crazy like that. But that's, that's, I don't know. It's just kind of. I don't think things out like too. Well, I see. Well, and that's, <laughs> too much. I just roll, roll yeah. with it. <laughs> well, and that's like the beauty of like our relationship here with the podcast music yep. is that I just kind of said, "Hey, I have a brother-in-law who's a musician. Yeah, I love his music. Bro, come like write me some music and just you know." And I, I literally, you sent me something. I liked it and I put it in the podcast and like it just, be- yeah. it just became the sound of the podcast. And it's now, crazy. and now like when I'm recording and editing these podcasts, I, I couldn't think, you know, I couldn't imagine any other music going along with a podcast and like it having the same vibe or feel. And so I've loved how it just, like you're saying, it just kind of came together. There was no yeah. planning involved. Yeah. And now I just feel like it's like this cohesive. Yeah. It's uh, cool. It's cool. Artisan, you know, just yeah. like all the, all of those, those notes that yeah. like you, yeah. You, you hit all those notes with your music and I yeah. think it accents and, and I think there's a compliments re- our yeah. community too. Totally. And I think there's a reason why like, like a lot of the, when I was like only like playing like folk things there for a while in college, like a lot of the places we played were like little like festivals where it was like, you know, probably like bakers there, you know, and <laughs> like pottery and like yeah. our, 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 all artists is like, you know, if somebody's baking, like you've told me about here, even in the Valley is like, well, I'd love somebody like playing on the front porch or whatever. It just kind of like, there's something about that. Like there's farmers market. Yeah. Music. So, yeah. I played, yeah. that was like the first gigs I had in Memphis were at the Cooper Young Farmers Market played there. Like 
a couple of Sunday or uh, Saturdays a month, like for a year, and yeah, it's just something natural about it. Like, where you're like, oh, like could use a little uh, good old guitar here yeah. or something, yeah. you know. It's cool. Simple, <clears throat> you know, like the melody. Just yeah, I just again, it, I think uh, just the, it fits it fits my. My vibe and just all everything I was going for for this podcast, and again, it just you know it just kind of took on a life of its own, and um, so you again your your pod your uh, EP comes out on the eighteenth. Yeah. And uh, how are some ways people can find your EP? How how can people connect with you? Um, what do you recommend for people who want to hear more of your music? You can uh, always like keep up. Um, with what's going on with me and music um, by, I mean, always you can always listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, I'm always on there and Mike usually is like, you can follow Weston at blah, 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 blah. But I, Weston Perry Music um, is my handle. Yeah, in, on Instagram. And I usually try to like keep like every, like, at least, like, keep current with, you know, telling people what, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in Facebook, um, Weston Perry. You can find me on Facebook. I have, like, a link out right now if you're a Spotify listener or you can just click that link on my Facebook page and you can pre-save. Um, on, if you're a Spotify listener, it'll just, like, you know, automatically, like, pull up on your... Spotify when it, when it comes out on the 18th and I think anything that comes out after that on this um, series of singles on the EP you will automatically get as well um, if you go to iTunes right now and search Weston Perry I believe it's there to like pre-order yes I just pre-ordered it last night so oh. I definitely know that it's there on iTunes 99 cents folks it may not be the best 99 cents you ever spent but it might be <laughs> And uh, any other any other digital listening platform, like if you're Amazon or a, a Apple Music or Amazon Music or Google Play or YouTube, there's like a bunch of them that the uh, distributor I use puts it out on. So pretty much anything that you listen to music digitally, whether it's like most people listen to either Spotify or Apple Music, or if you wanna if you wanna buy it on Apple. Uh, or iTunes, it'll be on all of those things um, starting September 18th with that single, and there'll be more to come. In and your website, your website has a lot of other music, right? On yeah, there? if you like, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, you know, my email is on there. You can also just like send, shoot me a message on Instagram or something if you're if you like do projects like this and you want to. Um, you know, you want some background music or some like, oh, I'd like to, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty cool. I'm unemployed right now, so I'm wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Just moved here, okay? Give me a break. No, no, no. So I'm always game for that if you're, uh, you know, you want to get in touch. Uh, yeah. I'll a lot like, of the podcast okay. music is also on the website. Yeah, yeah, all this stuck my stuff I re- like recorded at home and stuff like that is on the website. And some of that stuff may morph into a uh, you know, hope to have like California wondering on, you know, these, you know, like put it out actually out there for streaming hopefully 
you know, that's westonperrymusic.com. Yeah. Weston Perry, if you search my name in the ether, it should pop up somewhere. Well, Weston, we, uh, we are coming to the end of our time here. Uh, Bummer. It's getting real late for uh, two stay-at-home dads. Mm. and uh, But I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Appreciate you helping me kick off season two. I'm for excited sure. for everything to come. And should be a banger. Well, you know, with, with Weston Perry Music uh, <laughs> being the life force of the podcast and just giving it its energy, its vibe, uh, I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to working with you. I just want to appreciate you and everything you've done for the podcast. I just, again, like, I couldn't imagine the podcast with any other music and really just it's, it's kind of, uh, I'm really amazed like how it all came together. And um, <laughs> so anyway, it's, uh, it's been a great... Uh, conversation. Uh, enjoyed listening to kind of hearing about how this EP came about and uh, your your latest adventure here in California. And, and I look forward to hearing more music. Thanks a lot, man. Super glad you asked me to do this. Super fun. All right, dude. Have a good one. <laughs> good night. Paying to play the game is no accident at all. Neither is the time and place that you decide to call it on. Maybe the time and I should rethink what to do. It's right here, right now, in front of me.
Cause there's a life here to live And I'm wasting mine So if you do, let me know When you figure it out Ooh, Maybe by then I'll know what it's all about